Hi, welcome to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. Get a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow. We try to become the best as we continue to serve our Lord. Have you ever known someone to leave the church? Maybe that someone was a, a close friend of yours growing up. Maybe that was someone that was a spouse. Maybe it was a boyfriend, a girlfriend. Maybe uh, it was any type of relationship that you could have on this earth. Was it someone that you cared about and they left? You know, that's kind of one of the worst feelings to hear that this person has left the church or is not coming or is not involved uh, with the church anymore. It's a sad thing to hear. But people leave for a a, a myriad of reasons, right? Um, I've heard um, people leaving the church because, well, the people aren't treating me right. You know, okay, I've heard that before. You know, I've also heard people say, well, I left the church because, uh, you know, I felt like it wasn't providing something for me. Okay, I've heard that too. Then overall, I've met, well, it just didn't meet my expectations, right? I've heard all three of those reasons why people leave the church. And I think, you know, you you can count many other reasons, but I think many people leave because of the expectation that the people don't treat you the way that they should, right? That's the biggest reason why people leave is because people aren't uh, acting the way that they should. And we're going to kind of look at um, some examples of uh, of some instances in the scripture, but we're also going to kind of uh, talk about how each party, the church and the person, both of them are at fault if you really think about it. So think about this for a second. If I say I leave the church because of the people, let's say I use that excuse. I leave the church because of the people. People aren't treating me right. The people aren't doing this for me. The people aren't doing that for me, right? And it it doesn't even, even have to be about you. You just don't like the people, okay? If you use that excuse, that's not really valid because people... Whether they're in the church, whether they're in a denomination, whether they, they're atheists, they don't even believe God at all. You can put people in any in any category. People will always be people. Whether they're Christians. Now, should Christians act differently? Yes. But even though we're supposed to act differently, people will still be people. As long as the earth stands, people aren't perfect and people will always treat people wrong. Whether they're in the body or whether they're outside of the body. That's a fact, right? And so then let's say, well, you know, I, I, I'm leaving the church. You know, you say you leave because of the people. You know, the people are at fault because they should be acting a different type of way. But then you're also at fault too. Because last time I remember when when you were baptized, did you make a covenant with God's people? Or did you make a covenant with God? Hmm. So I think I remember when I was baptized, I was baptized into Christ. And so guess who walks with me? No matter if people are there or not. Christ does. You see, we don't, we have, uh, we have this misconception about And I'm not saying that we shouldn't have 
relationships with one another because that's natural. We're around one another, right? But this is the problem that the church has. The church today focuses so much on building relationships. That's their number one priority, building relationships, building relationships. You see, we end up building relationships with the wrong people. Because guess what's going to happen? So so let's let's go with that for a second. So let's say I go to a congregation. Their focus is on building relationships, right? And so we go to events, we go to retreats, we go to uh, we go to camps, we go to uh, we go to eat all the time, we go to the movies, we have fellowships, we have lock-ins, we have all this stuff. We're building relationships, right? So we do all of that stuff, which is any of that wrong? No, none of that's wrong. But here's where it becomes wrong. When that becomes the focus of what we do, guess what's going to happen if that's all you do? People are going to end up disappointing you. Christian people will end up disappointing you. But this is why as leaders, ministers, preachers, deacons, fathers, right? We need to... Instead of focusing so much on building relationships, we need to focus on what can I do as your brother in Christ who is not perfect, your brother in Christ who makes mistakes just like you do. Let's not even use that word mistakes, who sins just like you do. How can I help you build your relationship with Christ more than build your relationship with me? That's what the goal should be. And then naturally, as we build our relationships with Christ, then naturally we build our relationships with one another. Why? Because the commonality between us is not food. The commonality between us isn't my favorite football team and your favorite football team. Our commonality is I'm trying to help you get closer to Christ and you're trying to help me get closer, right? And so the big topic that we want to talk about in today's podcast is I thought Christians were perfect. I thought Christians were perfect. And we're going to look at a couple of examples. Again, with this podcast, we use the scripture for everything. We use the scripture to help us to discuss the Bible and discuss certain topics. And that's what we use for our springboard. All right. So let's actually turn to Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10. Now, remember, keep this premise in mind. I left the church because of the people. I left the church because Christians weren't acting like Christians. Keep that premise in mind as we study and as we go through this really quick. Now, Acts chapter 10. We have a lot of conversions here in the book of Acts. But specifically, excuse me, we have the conversion of Cornelius and Peter is called to go and convert Cornelius or to teach Cornelius the gospel. But there's one problem. Peter is a Jew. Cornelius is a Gentile. Now, if you don't know your Bible history, let me give you just a little background. Uh, And I'll kind of compare it so you can kind of understand in today's world. You know, in today's, in America's society, um, you know, obviously there were tensions between black and white. Right. And there still are tensions today, not as strong as they used to be, but they're still there. Right. There were. So remember, at one time in this country, literally, it was unlawful for uh, black to be with white, white to be with black. Right. It was unlawful. 
So back then in this time in the book of Acts, they had the same problem. So if you were born a Jew, you were essentially, uh, you had all the privilege, you had, um, you had the schooling, you had all this stuff, right? And if you were a Jew, you were very proud that you were a Jew and you were proud that you were a Jew and nothing else. But if you were a Gentile, then you were below the Jews. And so the Jews, uh, the literal phrase that they said about the Gentiles were that they were dogs. So they did not intermingle uh, at any time with the Gentiles. But once Christ and the gospel got here, Christ said, no, no, that, that stuff stops. Right. And so he, he ended up teaching the gospel. So here he's trying to teach Peter the same lesson. So Peter wants to convert this man, but he's a Gentile. So so what do we do? So notice notice what Peter says here. So Peter goes to the house of Cornelius. And then if you jump down to verse number 25 of Acts chapter 10, notice, uh, actually, actually, before we get there, I want you to see what Peter said uh, in verse number, uh, number 13, uh, verse number 12 of chapter 10. Now, Peter has a, a, a dream and a vision. Now, notice what this happens. Verse number 12, wherein were all the manner of four footed beasts of the earth and wild beasts and creepy things and fowls of the air in this vision. And there came a voice to him, Peter, and said, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. And Peter said, No, not so, Lord. Why? For I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice spake unto him again and said the second time, What God hath cleansed, that shall you shall not call uncommon, or you shall not call common. This was done three times, and the vessel was received up in heaven again. And so this was kind of an imagery of what was happening in society god said look partake of this peter said no can you imagine telling god no in the dream he said no i'm not going to do it and he said three times no i'm not going to do it i'm not going to do it because those were things that jews don't do so then notice how his attitude changes in verse number 25 and as peter was coming in cornelius met him fell at his feet and worshiped him and Peter took him up, saying, Stand up, I myself am also a man. And as he talked with him, he went in and found many that were come together. And he said unto them, You know, watch this, you know that it is unlawful, that is, for a Jew to keep company with one of another nation. So even Peter said, Y'all, everybody, you all know here how we do things on this earth. You know it's unlawful for a Jew to be with a Gentile. You know this. But watch how the end of the verse says. But God has showed me that I shall not call any man common or unclean. So I, I leave the church because the people aren't treating me the right way. I leave the church because of, of because of the problems in the church. I leave the church because of prejudice. I leave the church because of this, right? People will always deal with problems. And so guess what Peter had to deal with? Racism. Think about this for a second. And this kind of this kind of blew my mind when uh, I heard someone talk about this. Acts chapter 2. Who preached the first sermon? It was Peter, right? And Peter preached 
a, a great sermon in Acts chapter 2. And, and many, many were baptized that day. But let's say that God had the same mindset that you have. I'm going to leave the church because the people aren't right. I'm going to leave the church because the people don't treat me right. I'm going to leave the church because the people are hypocrites. That's why I leave, right? Okay, so let's say God had that same attitude that you have. Let's just hypothetical. So let's say God had that same attitude. You know, in Acts chapter 2, as great of a sermon as Peter preached, did you know that in Peter's heart, he was a hypocrite? Because he was preaching, you know, that all nations would be one, all this. But guess who was struggling with racism still? Peter was. So a hypocrite was still preaching the first sermon in Acts chapter 2. So that proves, number one, that God can still use people and still teach people and grow with people. You see, it's very easy when you see that a brother has a problem with racism. When a brother, I'm talking about in Christ, when a brother has a problem with prejudice, when a brother has a problem with racism, it's very easy. You know what? I'm gone. You know, I'm not going to deal with this, right? Could God have done the same thing that that Christians do today? Uh, I'm, I'm done with Peter. What does he do? He's patient with him. Notice how Peter learns in Acts chapter 10. He says, look. I know that a Jew is not supposed to keep company with a Gentile. But he said, but God showed me different. You see, you got to grow with people. You see, so do you understand now why the church, the focus shouldn't be on building relationships? The focus should be on how can we all build our relationship with Christ? That's the focus, right? And so Peter even had to deal with problems with racism. So, I, you know, you can't leave the church just because there's problems. So let, let's let's say you had that same attitude. And I'm talking to the people that have left already. So let's say you have that same problem with everything in life. Oh, this relationship's getting too hard. I'm leaving. Oh, this job is getting too hard. I'm leaving. I'm quitting. Oh, this is getting too hard. I'm going to go back to doing this. So let's say you keep that same attitude. How's that going to help you in life in general? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you got to use some logic and think for a second. I thought Christians were perfect. They're not perfect people. We're in a perfect institution, but we're not perfect people. And so Peter was our first example. You know, Peter was dealing with racism, but God grew with him. But what's the second one? Second one is uh, Jesus's own disciples. Go to Luke chapter 22. Luke chapter 22. And I think I want to start in verse uh, number 24. Now, here's another reason why people leave the church. People leave the church because there's fighting in the church. Uh, This was kind of a misconception that that I even had. Um, I thought that Christian people would never fight. I thought everything was supposed to be cotton candy, sunshine, uh, and rainbows. I thought everything was supposed to be amazing at all times, but that's a, that's not a good environment to be in because it makes you soft. That's not a great environment because when problems happen and when sin arises, everybody's scared to handle it because we're too soft. 
So here, the disciples were having a problem. Essentially, they were having a fight among one another, right? Now, notice this. Acts 22, starting, or Luke 22, uh, starting in verse number 24. Now, and here's the thing. When people fight in the church, most times, most times it's over the dumbest stuff. Notice what they're fighting over here in Luke 22. <coughs> Excuse me, verse uh, 24. And there was strife among them. And notice what they were fighting about. Which one of them should be accounted as what? As the greatest. You know that happens in the church today too? People fight over position. People fight over glory, over awards, over ceremonies, over all this other stuff. We fight over those things. And so we have to remember as the church that how we handle problems and how we handle situations affects everyone. So you got to think, what is a new convert going to think? What are what is this brother going to think? What is that brother? You got to think about how things affect other brethren other than you. And so notice what they're fighting about. Uh, which one of us is the greatest? Well, it's me because remember, Jesus picked me first. No, it was me because obviously Jesus picked the best for last. No, it's me because I'm Jesus's favorite. No, it's can you imagine fighting over a dumb stuff? I've seen brethren fight over things and relationships are lost because they're, they can't come together because they're still fighting. It makes no sense at all. But, you know, as Solomon said, there's nothing new under the sun. Same thing happened here. Now, let's keep going to verse, uh, you know, if you read, they're fighting and say, well, which one of you is the greatest? And so you can see what Jesus is talking about here. He's saying, well, wait, so y'all are arguing about who's greater. Jesus essentially says, well, whoever's greatest among you, he's going to be the servant. Right. And so people fight about, you know, dumb stuff like that as well. You know, and they fight about, you know, who's going to be better, who's going to do this, who's going to do that. And next thing you know. People see that and they see, well, I thought we were supposed to be serving one another, right? And so we looked at Peter. He dealt with racism problems. Then we dealt with the disciples. They had problems with pride. And then the last example, I want to look at just Christians in general. One of the big problems that we have today. And this, to me personally, this is the biggest reason why people leave. And First John chapter 4, uh, verse 17 it starts by talking about love. And here's how he kind of defines it here. He says, Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If a man say that I love God, but he hates his brother, he's a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen and this commandment have we from him that he who loveth God should love his brother also I think a lot of people leave because true love is not being shown to one another and this is a, a this is the biggest reason I found personally why I've seen some of my friends leave the church because they felt as if 
well, the church isn't showing me the type of love that I need or this. Should the church show love to everyone? Yes. Should the church be there for one another? Yes. Should the church encourage one another? Yes. But as we've looked at these three examples, guess what's not going to happen sometimes, even though it should happen? Racism, pride, love problems. This stuff shouldn't happen, but it does happen because we're people, right? And so here's here's the challenge that I would like to give. Number one, to the congregations, the challenge is work on yourselves, work on your pride problems, work on your prejudice problems, work on your love problems, because not only will that help you, but that'll help the whole congregation as a body. Now, for the person who wants to leave, or if you're listening for the person that's already left, well, the church is just a bunch of hypocrites or the church just isn't what I thought it was. Oh, the church isn't who they say they are. Oh, the church is this. Oh, the church is that. Right? If you're that person, I challenge you to stop looking at the church. I challenge you to keep your eyes focused on God. And you know what leaving the church shows? It shows that your eyes weren't on Christ anyway. How can you say that? You know, you don't know. You don't know, you know, my heart. You don't know. Uh, how I feel you don't know all the stuff I've gone through it shows because even if you had to stand alone guess who you left you didn't leave the church you left God so you say you love him but you left him hmm. I challenge you wherever you are because every congregation there's no perfect congregation it's just not but I challenge you wherever you are, grow with the people, love the people, learn to love the people, right? Then you'll start to notice, okay, you know what? It's not about the people. It's about how we can serve God better. And so I hope that throughout this podcast that you've learned that even in the church, a perfect institution but even in the church, I, I I pray that you would you would look more at God and look more at the Father rather than looking at the people, right? And when you start doing that, and when the people start acting crazy, when the people start having prejudice problems, when the people have love problems, when the people have pride problems, you can help the, you can help those people fix that, but it won't affect your relationship with God. Because last time I read my Bible, is the congregation going to stand before God? Is your family going to stand before God? You alone are going to stand before him. And so even though things may not be working where you are, your personal relationship should not suffer because of what other people do. And you need to check your heart. And so I ask, even if you're on the on the brink of leaving, even if you feel like, man, the church has no hope, even if you feel like, man, I've tried everything and I've keep going and build your personal relationship with God. And then once you do those things. You'll start to have a better understanding of your brother. Because did God give up on his disciples here? Did God give up on Peter? Did God give up on those Christians in 1 John? He didn't give up on them. He helped them learn. So if you really want to fix something, 
Help people learn. Don't just leave. Help people learn. Thanks, guys.